You're listening to the Witch in the Woods podcast, season two, episode three, Kidnapped. Where are we? Naomi, Buzz, Ari. We're here. I can't see anything. Barnaby, Grimmy. I'm sorry, there's no one here by that name. Oh, thank goodness. Where's Barnaby? I'm here, Olivia. Where? Oof. Well, now I'm under you. Sorry. Oof. Where are we? I, I don't remember. You don't? I do. Something grabbed us. But then, then what? And, and what was it? I don't know. Why can't I remember? I put you to sleep as soon as we were grabbed. You're welcome. What? We did not give you permission to do that. Grimalkin did it to preserve your peace of mind. You were all a bit terrified. A bit? This one was screaming so loud, it's still echoing in my ears. Oh, I'm sorry that I had a normal reaction to being kidnapped by a literal monster. Wait, so who took us? Where are we? I'm not entirely sure. What is going on? Oh, oh, oh. Yes, I thought so too. What? What is it? Well, I don't know exactly where we are, but I do believe I know who took us. Okay, so tell us. Where to start? The beginning. Which beginning? Their story or hers? Precisely my conundrum. Someone needs to start somewhere. Now! Would you please stop yelling? She does not like chaos. Who? Ava. Who? Ugh. I'm just gonna zap what we know into your brains. Brace yourselves. Absolutely not, Grimalkin. You will melt their minds and then they'll be even more useless. Tell us how you really feel. I meant that we need you to have your wits about you. Understanding Ava's complicated history is imperative, but will also take some time. First things first, let's see if we can get some light in here. I think we'll all feel better if we can see our surroundings. I'll just whip up a fire. No. Can you please stop using your magic so flippantly? We don't know what our situation will require. I'm good. I've got a full tank, baby. Grimalkin, your full tank required a great sacrifice. One that cannot be undone. You must treat every spell with the reverence and respect it deserves. Fine. Did anyone grab anything before we left? I wish we had our phones with us, but we had to leave them with the changeling versions of us. <laughs> they would be useless in this situation. Yeah, a flashlight, which be a signal, or wait to Google, Ava sounds super useless. Oh, I have my flashlight. It was still in my pocket. Whoa. Are we? Underground? Oh, no, no, no. 
no, 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 no. What's the matter with you? Don't you remember what happened the last time we were all underground? Oh, right. Like when you got taken by the changeling mother and put under a spell and you all had to fight her off and you thought Boz died? That's it. Come on. This is totally different. You're right, Grimalkin. I think the dirt is a little different in this underground lair. Naomi, I know this is scary, but Ava, you're going to be okay. How do you? Hey, our packs. Yeah, they, they brought our backpacks. That was nice. Maybe they're not so bad. Or didn't want to leave a trace. Ari, can you find the lanterns? And Boz, help them find the matches, will you? <gasps> Naomi, I think we'd all feel cozier if we could get off this cold ground. Could you see if one of our blankets made it? And Olivia, how about water and snacks? I think Grimalkin is looking a little gray around the whiskers. <gasps> oh, yes, let's eat! There now, that's much better. It feels kind of weird to be having a picnic when we don't know what's going on. We should be making a plan to defend ourselves. I don't think it will come to that, Ari. I don't think Ava will hurt us. Then what does she want? I'm not entirely sure, but I imagine it has something to do with her curse. Her curse? Like she's been cursed? Precisely. Who cursed her? Well, you see, that's the thing. It's kind of a Baba Yaga situation. Rosa cursed her? Well, no. Baba Yaga did. But Rosa is Baba Yaga. Yes. And no? Grimalkin, we aren't supposed to talk about this. How else are we going to explain this? I think Ava coming into the picture has forced our hand. We'll reveal that if we must. But before that, let me ask you, children. Have you ever heard of the Mothman? Like, from the comic books? No. Well, yes and no. Mothman was the name given to this creature because of the comic books. I've heard a little about Mothman. Something about a bridge, right? In West Virginia? Is it a giant moth? Yeah, like Mothra and Godzilla? No, no. Nothing like that. Here, let me just tell you the story. On November 15th, 1966, near the town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, two couples were out for a drive when they got the biggest fright of their lives. Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallet were friends who often spent time together. Tonight, they had decided to drive up to what was known as the TNT area by locals, an abandoned World War II ammunitions plant that was rumored to be haunted. What do you think we'll find up there? Oh, we ain't gonna find nothing but cobwebs and mud up there. You don't believe the rumors? People say it's real spooky. I heard that there's ghost soldiers living up there, and they died but refused to leave their post. Really? That can't be true. It was only a storage facility. No one ever stayed there. That don't mean there ain't ghosts. I think I'll just stay in the car. Only thing living up there is probably some homeless folks or runaway teens. We're more likely to get cut on some old beer bottles than see a ghost. Oh, come on, Mary. Get into it. It ain't fun if we ain't scared. 
The couples continued to imagine what they might come across as they drove through the winding forested road to the TNT area. The bunkers were now just a series of broken down concrete structures covered in vines and graffiti, and they were the site of many rumors. As the couples got closer, the mood shifted in the car. I swear it just got colder in here. You just took off your jacket, you dummy. Not just because of that. Honey, I'm scared. It's creepy out here. Don't worry, I'll protect you. You got scared of the raccoons in the trash last week. How are you going to protect me from ghosts? Oh, I wasn't scared. I just didn't expect it. That's why I jumped. Ooh, you better hope there's no ghost raccoons out here. Oh, hush, Mary. You think that Steve... Quiet. I think we're close. The couples looked ahead as Steve's headlights were reflected back at them from two red circles in the road. Did they close off the road? Looks like reflectors. I don't think they did, but uh, maybe I took a wrong turn? Well, why don't you just drive over that way? Hold on, I want to look. Yeah, that red... Um, are the reflectors moving? Everyone held their breath as they watched the two red orbs rise into the air. Is that... are those... Their eyes. Their red eyes. No, that can't be right. It's... Mary was cut off as the headlights exposed more of what was in front of them. It's... it's... what is that? It's got legs. Those are eyes, I told you. Drive, Steve, drive away. The gray figure in front of them was as big as a man, and as Steve threw the car into reverse and began to speed away, two wings snapped out of its back and it took to the sky. It can fly! It's, it's coming after us! What is that thing? It's huge! It's a monster! Drive faster! I'm trying! Steve whipped the car around and floored it, speeding away from the monster as it gave a mighty screech. My ears! Roger drove faster and faster, pushing the car to the limit, but the creature stayed with them. It hit the car! It's trying to kill us! Go faster, Roger! I'm going 100 miles an hour! I can't go much faster! How is this thing keeping up? The creature continued to throw itself against the car, keeping time beside them as its red eyes peered through the windows. It's looking at me! It's looking at me! Look away! Get down! The car skidded onto the main road, almost tipping over as Steve struggled to keep it upright. They were several miles away when they realized the screeching had faded. Is it gone? I don't see it anymore. Don't slow down! I'm not! What was that? I don't know, but I'm never going back up there. The couples made it back safely and the town was quickly abuzz with their story. The next 13 months were filled with other sightings of the creature, along with strange lights in the sky, nightmares, and mysterious visitors. It's been one year since the infamous first sighting of the Point Pleasant creature, and strange happenings continue to flood in. Known as Mothman because of the similarity to the Batman comic book villain, the creature has appeared to many people in town. I saw it the very next night. I was watching TV and suddenly went all fuzzy and there was like this beep in the air. I went outside and there it was. 
It was far away, but those eyes, those red eyes were just burning into me. My dog, Bandit, ran after it, and he's been missing ever since that night. I just know that monster took him. There have now been almost a hundred sightings, witnesses claiming that the Mothman is seven to eight feet tall with a human-like figure and large bat-like wings. They claim to hear a squawking or high-pitched ringing sound when close by, and even that they feel hypnotized or unable to move from fear when they look into its eyes. Marcella Bennett will certainly never forget the fear she felt upon her encounter. I'll never forget that night. I was with my friends walking out to our car to leave after a night of visiting when I tripped over something. When I looked to see what it was, I saw the creature, the mothman, rising off the ground, staring right at me with huge, red, glowing eyes. I was so scared I dropped my poor baby right out of my arms. I couldn't move from fear. My whole body was vibrating as I just stared into its eyes. All I could see was red. And if my friend hadn't grabbed my arm and pulled me and my baby into the house, I don't think I ever would have moved. And that thing followed us, flying after us, screeching in a way you ain't never heard before. We got inside and, and it kept looking at us through the windows. And that's all I really remember before they say I passed out. I guess it left after that. But I ain't had a good night's rest since. There have also been a rise of reports of power outages in the area which some attribute to the Mothman. Others have claimed to see bright lights in the sky at night, and the rumors have even brought in visitors from out of town who camp out every night, hoping to catch a sight of the phenomenon. I saw the lights myself! It, it was like fireworks, but, but not like fireworks at all, you know what I mean? Like, like it was like, like someone turned on a light in the sky! Yeah, like a light bulb in the sky, but not the sun. Do you know what I mean? There's aliens flying all over us, I'm telling you. Along with the creature sightings and lights, there seem to be others who claim to have been visited by strange men. Men dressed in black suits. Yeah, it was real late one night, and I got a knock on my door. You know, if someone knocks on your door that late, it can only mean bad news. So I was already a little tense when I opened it. There were two men there, dressed in black suits with black sunglasses, even though it was dark out. Uh, they started asking me questions about the Mothman and about the lights, asking if I hadn't seen anything. I, I told them what I knew, and they told me not to say anything else about it. They said they were there to prevent panic, to stop the town from panicking. I don't know, they gave me a real strange vibe. Maybe it's because they never took off their sunglasses. Perhaps most perplexing of all is the nightmares that have plagued the citizens of Point Pleasant. More and more people have claimed to have the same dream, one that begins with darkness and fear. It's like I knew I was dreaming, but I couldn't wake up. I was frozen, forced to watch what was happening. I kept getting flashes of things, just sounds at first, of people screaming and crying. I... I heard water and people trying to swim. I was trying to get up to help them, but I couldn't. All I could see was people struggling, and all around them there were Christmas presents. Christmas presents just floating all around them in the dark river. And then I woke up covered in sweat. I've talked to other people, and they all say the same thing. I, I don't know what it all means, 
but I swear I'm scared to go to sleep. Scientists say that the town is experiencing a mass hallucination, that the rumors are causing false sightings and bad dreams. They say that witnesses have simply seen a bird, a large sandhill crane that is known to have a wingspan of over six feet and red eyes. But the townspeople say they know different. I saw it rise straight up. It was in a field, and it just rose into the air like a helicopter. Didn't even get out its wings until it was ten feet off the ground. How do you explain that? Will the sightings of the Mothman continue? Will we ever know the source of the lights, or who the mysterious men in black work for? We'll continue to follow this developing story, but for now, stay safe. All of the strange happenings ceased soon after the one-year anniversary of the sighting, but the event that ended it all was one of tragedy. Point Pleasant is on the border of West Virginia and Ohio, separated by the Ohio River. The Silver Bridge was built in 1928 to allow citizens to cross from one state to the next, and it quickly became a popular route. On December 15, 1967, It collapsed into the Ohio River, taking 31 cars into the cold water with it. In the end, 46 lives were lost. People who had experienced the nightmares said that the news footage was exactly what they had seen in their dream. The detail of Christmas presents floating in the water too specific to miss. Others claimed they had seen the Mothman circling around the bridge in the days before the event, leading some to believe that it had caused the bridge to collapse. Although it was later found to be the fault of a worn-out part on the bridge, many still believe that the Mothman is to blame. Mothman sabotaged the bridge? Did he kill all those people? No, she didn't. She was trying to warn everyone that the bridge wasn't structurally sound. Wait, she? Is it weird to ask what pronouns Mothman uses? Grimulgan is using she because Mothman is Ava. Ava became Mothman as a result of a curse. Although I don't know how much of Ava is left. Why was she cursed? Who was she before? That's a long story. We're gonna need more snacks. What about those strange lights? What about the men in black? Are we finally going to learn about aliens? Children, we don't have time to get into all of that. I just wanted you to understand about Ava. Yeah, I think we need to focus on getting out of here. Barnaby, can you dig us out? I don't think that would be a good idea. I have no idea how far we are underground, and we could very well collapse a fatal amount of dirt onto our heads. Yay. But how did we get in here? There must be a way out. Check the walls. Look for an opening. There must be something here. We probably just can't see it. Barnaby, I have a question about your story. Yes? Why did Ava just scare everyone if she was trying to warn them? Why couldn't she find a different way? She tried the only ways she could, but it's human nature to fear the unknown and the strange. Even when she tried to warn them with dreams they didn't understand through their fear. That's sad. 
I'm afraid you won't find her origin story any happier. I don't think there's a way out. We can't find a crevice or crack anywhere. Then how did we get in? Oh wait, what about Koro? We should try to call her. Maybe Rosa can help. I doubt that Mamichka has made a miraculous recovery, but it's worth a try. Uh, oh no. Grimulkin? The mirror's broken. Great. Like we need bad luck on top of everything else. Can't you just use water? I think I remember seeing that in a movie once. Oh, well, since it was in a movie, then it must be true. Grimulkin, I believe young Ari is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like messing with them. It is possible, but it's much harder. I need the water to be perfectly still. It's worth a try. Here, use this plate. Okay, now you all will have to be absolutely still. No moving. No breathing, even. What? We, we have to breathe. Just breathe away from the water. Koro? Koro? Are you there? Kanakin? Hello? Yes, it's me. Who else would call you through a mirror? I can't see you. You're all blurry. I know. Our mirror broke. Now listen. How did it break? It broke when we got kidnapped. Kidnapped? By who? Ava, now listen. Who's Ava? Have you ever heard of Mothman? What? What's that? Just please, Koro, listen. How is Mamichka? Any change? No change. She's still passed out and snoring. Snoring? That's a good sign. Look, Koro, I need you to get something. Mamichka has a compass on the table by her bed. You can use it to help us figure out where we are. You're lost? We got kidnapped, remember? Right. Are you okay, Olivia? We're okay, Koro. We're just not sure where we are, and knowing that could really help us. Can you find the compass that Grimolkin is talking about? Oh, sure. What's a compass? Oh, why did we leave this dingbat in charge? Hey, I resent that. May I remind you that- Ah, I can't do this and hold on to the spell. Someone else take over. Koro, look on the table beside Mamichka's bed. You should see a gold circular object with letters on it. What does gold look like? I was colorblind until a few weeks ago. And what's a circle? And letters? I am going to lose it. Koro. Look for a color that makes you feel warm. A shiny color. A circle is round, like the shape of your head now. Does that help? Thank you, Olivia. That does help. Ooh, shiny. Is this it? We can't see you, Koro. Does it fit in your hand? Yes. It has squiggles on it. And a flappy thing that keeps moving when I turn it. Ooh, this is fun. That's it. The squiggles are letters. Good job, Koro. Okay, so now what? Okay, so that compass will tell you the location of anyone if you have their hair. You need to find some of my fur or some of Barnaby's and then follow my directions. Literally look anywhere and you'll find Grimalkin's fur in heaping piles. (sighs) Oh no, the children cleaned today. They what? Yes, they brought me some food and then they cleaned it top to bottom. I had to kick them out before it got dark. There is no way, Grimalkin, that you made perfect copies of us. I may have.
have overdone it when I balanced out their natural, unhelpful inclinations. Is the trash still there? Maybe you could- Oh wait! The back of the compass opened! Careful, Koro. Don't break it. There's hair in here. It looks like both of yours. Mamichka. Did she- She must have put some of our hair in the compass. Just in case. That's so sweet. She always wants to be able to find you. Yes, well, good thing she was thinking ahead. Now then, Koro, I need you to... No! Koro! Koro! Grimalkin, are you there? Grimalkin! No! The water is picking up the vibrations from her screeching. I've lost it! It sounds like she's getting closer. Her anger is not with us. Just stay calm and hopefully she will tell us what she wants. Just... Try not to react to her face. She loses her composure when people look at her with fear. But isn't she, like, terrifying? Completely horrifying. Stupendous. Quiet, children. She's here. Thank you for listening to the Witch in the Woods podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us on social media at the Witch in the Woods Pod. The Witch in the Woods podcast is a zombie burrito production and was created, written, and executive produced by Becky McLaughlin. This episode was directed and audio designed by Becky McLaughlin and features the voice talents of John Fur as Barnaby. Caitlin Stafford as Grimolkin, Astoria McLaughlin as Naomi, Kryn McLaughlin as Olivia, Maddox Butler as Boz, and Riley Meehan as Ari. The story of Mothman in Point Pleasant featured the voice talents of Colin Archer as Roger Scarberry, Sarah Thompson as Linda Scarberry, Seth Shonicus as Steve Millette, Haley Motzinger as Mary Millette, Emily Oltan as the reporter, Josh McLaughlin as Newell Partridge, Sarah Butner as Marcella Bennett, Sandy Scott as the light witness, Sean Carey as the men in black witness, Sarah Jenkins as the dreamer, and Becky McLaughlin as the townsperson. Thank you so much for listening, and a huge thank you to our Patreon subscribers, Billy and Lynn Hill, Sarah Bowers, Lindsay Carlisle, Amanda Wills, Mark Taylor, the Hayes family, Sarah Thompson, the Johnson family, Emily Emerson, and Jamie Gearhart. We are so grateful for your support. Until next time. <laughs>